while they were eating the Passover meal, Yeshua took bread. He took a piece of bread of matzah, unleavened bread it would have been. He gave thanks. He broke it. And he said to them, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. If you look carefully at the matzah, and actually I have a better picture where you can really see more detail. If we could go back to the slide. Luke, the book of Luke actually said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Yeshua wasn't creating a new religion or a new faith. He was saying, I am the one who is here to make the new covenant of Jeremiah chapter 31 that we just read about. The circumcision of the heart, the writing of the law on the heart, the intimacy with God, the knowledge of God come to pass. I am the only one who can do this. And in Isaiah 53, 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace, our shalom, our wholeness was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. And as we look at the matzah, here is a picture in more detail. You can see the bruising. You can see the stripes. You can see the piercing that Yeshua's body went through. And this is what we partake of at Passover. After dinner, the Apokomen returns. This small piece of matzah that was placed in a shroud and broken and placed in a shroud then comes back at a special time. And actually it's the children who are invited to seek out the return of the Afakoman. They look all around the room where the Seder is being partaken of and they find the Afakoman with great joy and they bring it to the front of the Seder. Hallelujah. If we can go back to the slide and we know of course that this represents the fact that after Yeshua's death and burial after his sacrifice for our deliverance our redemption he shall return at this point in the savior we have reflected on the past we have remembered God's past deliverance out of Egypt we have experienced we've tasted him in the future in the present from generation to generation, his goodness, and at this point now begin to look at the future and his future redemption, beginning with the return of the Apokomen. The next cup, the third cup in the Seder is the cup of redemption from that passage in Exodus that we read at the beginning. And another blessing over this wine Adonai Eloheinu Melech 
Hagathen. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. He is the one bringing forth this redemption. I mentioned at the beginning of this presentation that Yeshua's last Passover Seder meal was like a Jewish error scene or like an Jewish engagement or betrothal. In the first century, a betrothal was legally binding. It was like a marriage. It just hadn't been consummated yet. And typically what would happen is a bridegroom would go to the bride's house. They would celebrate the covenant meal with the bride's family. Then something called a ketubah, a, a marriage contract was written up. And we know that with Yeshua, this was in his blood. A bride price was paid to the bride's family, bride's father, as an agreement that these two would marry. At that point, a Jewish groom would go off to his father's house and build a room, a home to bring his bride, where they would then live as a married couple from then on. He could not return to marry his bride until his father gave approval that room was ready. But once his father gave that approval, he went after his bride. And they had a marriage ceremony, which in Revelation will be the ultimate marriage supper of the Lamb when the marriage is finally consummated. So in this cup of redemption, Yeshua was promising as he lifted the cup, he would return. He was sealing this betrothal. He was sealing this redemption by his very blood. He was paying the price. Could you go to the next slide, please? And then there's a special moment in the Seder called the Elijah's cup when there is a special place setting for Elijah at the Passover Seder table. And why Elijah? You might ask. We remember that the prophets speak of one like Elijah coming in the spirit of Elijah in Malachi would come to reconcile the sons to the fathers to the sons in the latter days. And that this would be the forerunner for the final redemption for Messiah to come back. And so in Jewish tradition, the reason that there is Elijah's cup at the table is because there is a remembrance that and a looking forward to Messiah, that one day our redemption is going to be complete. And we welcome Elijah because right after Elijah, who will announce Messiah, will come Messiah himself. So the children literally will get up from the Seder table. They will go to the door. They will open the door to see if Elijah, this Passover, if this Passover will be the Passover when Elijah comes to announce that Messiah has finally come back. 
there is such an anticipation for the future. Could you go to the next slide? And they're yes. singing, there's joy, there's gladness to welcome Elijah and the Messiah to come. Could you go to the next slide, please? And finally, there is the last cup, the final cup. This is the only cup Yeshua did not partake of in the Seder. Scripture tells us that after the dinner, they went up to the Garden of Gethsemane. And we know from there that he went to his crucifixion. But on the way, as the final part of the Seder, they would have been singing the Hallel, which are a group of psalms from Psalm 113 until Psalm 118, which are a group of psalms which specifically go through the redemptive history of God and end with praise. We'll talk about that more. And there's a final cup of wine, which is blessed. Barukata Adonai Eloheinu Melecha Olam Borei Pri Hagafen. Blessed are you. Lord our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine of this praise. One of the Psalms that Yeshua and his disciples would have been singing as they walked up to Gethsemane that night was from the Hillel, Psalm 118, to close out the Passover Seder. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his love endures forever. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. And then in a song, it, the proclamation of Yeshua, as he walked up to Gethsemane, I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. The picture that you see is of the Eastern gate of Jerusalem. It's also called Messiah's gate. When from the garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives, Yeshua would have had a clear view of this gate. He had a choice that night. If he had gone to the east over the Mount of Olives, he could have tried to escape in the Judean wilderness. Or if he looked at Jerusalem, he could walk through his gate, Messiah's gate. He chose to go the way of Messiah. He chose the path of salvation. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. And this is what Israel will say in response. You have become my salvation. In Hebrew, 
it literally says, my Yeshua, Israel will receive our Messiah and call him by name and say, you have become our, my salvation, my Yeshua. The stone which the builder reject, builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You are my God and I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I extol you. This is the cup of praise. We also see something very special in Psalm 22. This entire Psalm is about the crucifixion, which happened that night. As this Psalm begins, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is Yeshua's cry when he's on the cross, when he's giving, he's paying the bride price, he's giving his very life. But in Jewish thought, there is something called merism, which is as you utter the first part of a song, and as you enter the end, you are proclaiming everything in between the entire song. And so Yeshua on the cross, was also proclaiming with one of his last breaths, yet you are holy. O you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel, they pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They divide my garments among them and for my clothing they cast lot. But you, O Lord, be not far off. Oh, you, my help, hasten to my assistance. I will tell of your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. Could you go to the next slide, please? They will come and will declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has performed. He has done it. In Matthew 27, 46, we see Yeshua proclaiming the first part of this verse, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And in John 19, we see he finishes it. When Yeshua therefore had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. There are several places in scripture that specifically state that Yeshua is the Passover lamb of God. We see this in John 1, 29, when John the Baptist proclaims it directly. He saw Yeshua coming towards him, and he said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We see it also in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, get rid of the old yeast, get rid of your sin so that you may be a new unleavened batch. Paul is remembering the Passover here, as you really are, for Messiah, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. And finally, that glimpse of the redemption to come. In the book of Revelation, 
verse chapter five, verses six and nine. We see again Yeshua as the Lamb of God. Then I saw a lamb who appeared to have been slain standing in the center of the throne encircled by the four living creatures and elders. And they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals. For you were slain and did purchase for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Hallelujah. Just as Israel sang the song of Moses, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods. You are awesome in praise, majestic in your holiness. You do wonders, O God. And so the chorus will, re will refrain when we partake of that final cup of praise. The Lamb of God in the book of Revelation is worthy to break the seals of the scrolls of the end times and to literally reveal the revelation of Yeshua, the Messiah, the ultimate return. He is the Afikoman. He is the Passover lamb who is going to come and reign forever from Jerusalem. And every Passover, we remember this. We not only remember it, we experience, we partake of it. And not only do that, but we proclaim it. We prophetically declare and proclaim this. This is what I welcome you into, this experience of Passover. India, you are welcome to Jerusalem. And we always end the Passover Seder with this saying, this prophetic proclamation, Lashana Yerushalayim, next year in Jerusalem, meaning next year, may we all partake of the Messianic banquet of the Lamb together in Jerusalem for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Shalom, shalom from Jerusalem. And we really are entering the presence of God together as one family tonight. Wow, wow, wow. So we have our Eliav with us today. And as we were going through that, I felt like the Lord was saying that the Passover is such a unique time to remember what God has done for us, but also to prepare us for the future. So we want to pull ourselves right into the the Good Friday focus of Jesus and the First Communion with his disciples. And Ilyav, would you lead us in communion today as we not only remember the past, but we also look forward now and prepare ourselves for the future. Amen. And we walk with that past and to this present and into the future. Mm -hmm. We're going to go ahead and partake of the Afikoman, but before we do that, I like to read the re reference to the Afikomen, the following verses. Yeshua then said to them, Truly I say to you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, 
always give us this bread. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam amotu lechem min aaretz. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who brought forth bread from heaven. As you believe in your heart, eat the offering. We partake of the cup of redemption, which represents Yeshua, Yeshua's blood. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your sacrifice. And I pray this, this 50, Passover 5782, that many Jewish believers, many Jewish non-believers, as they sit at their tables in Israel and in the diaspora, that you would reveal yourself to those who have are seeking answers to their questions. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you so much, Eliav. <clears throat> Susan, we're at the we're actually yeah. over the hour. Over the Do you have um, any announcements you want to make before we close? I did. I put it in the chat and I'll be sending out more information. There's a number of things coming up. We are going into a new season. It's like we've crossed over and the promised land is right out there. Just called yesterday about a big initiative, Nations for Peace, next week, next Thursday and Friday. So I'm scrambling to get help on board to cover some hours in prayer. We will be using Zoom and joining with a solemn assembly that's being called in Prague, Czech Republic, with a lot of people from the Ukraine, Belarus, and contending to the end of the war focus. And I would just ask all of us to climb on board. We need Australia. We need the Asians involved in this. And I'll send out more information on another email or through the signals. And then the week after that is the night of power for Ramadan. And we've been approached to do a 48-hour worship and prayer event with people from Turkey and from the Middle East. So we will be, that more information will be coming out about that. And pass, for Pentecost, we are going to join in with Declare 2022, declaring the Bible from front to back over the nations for three days in June. And then coming up in July, we have an International Watchman Summit. I, I encourage you all to begin to think about joining us there in Herrenhut, Germany. That is the place that, that is known as the Second Pentecost and launched the modern missions movement. And we're going to gather there, focus on ecclesia and the end times. There's, I just sent out information on emails this week, so check your emails on that. And I just wanted to close this uh, reading out of Joshua 5 because I think it declares what Passover is all about. The children of Israel had crossed over the Jordan, they'd circumcised themselves, and now they are getting ready to go into the promised land. And in verse 10, it says, Now the children of Israel camped at Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. <clears throat> and they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, 
unleavened bread and parched grain on that very same day. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. And right after that, Joshua goes into a face-to-face -face meeting with the angel of the Lord. And I believe that, I pray that, Father, for all of us today, that as Passover, we leave the past behind. And then we eat the new fruit of the vine that you're giving us now for the season ahead. I pray for the blood of the lamb to cover our hearts, to penetrate deep and break off things of the past so that we can be fresh and go into this new season with a fresh confrontation fresh, not confrontation, but a fresh engagement with you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Sue. Elaine Marks, would you like to close us off in prayer? Oh, I just want to mention one other thing before you do, Elaine. Don't miss the, our next meeting, which is 6 a.m. Jerusalem time on Monday, which is Shirley Momberg teaching on the prophetic. It's part three. If you missed the first two parts, you can make it up but you don't want to miss this. You will, it will engage you in a way that you've never quite engaged before with a prophetic. So um, just a little advertisement and, uh, and we can't wait to see you there. Go ahead, Elaine. I just wanted to end with this. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you that your love, your goodness are enduring and goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. Lord, thank you for this amazing day. Thank you for the convergence of these amazing celebrations. And Lord, uh, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to just apply the truths of these words and these blessings and these truths to our hearts individually, Lord. Show us the things that we need to leave behind so that we can fully cross over into what you have for us in this new season, leaving behind those things that have weighed us down. We desire with all our heart to lay hold of what you have and uh, we just all say yes and amen to the good things that you have. We love you and we bless you, Lord Jesus. Amen. All God's people said amen. Everybody on YouTube, Amen. 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 Amen.